Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Hey, what's going on, people? Welcome to church. Finally, Monday has come back to the first beginning of the week. No, I'm only joking. But um, we're live and direct on a Monday. Why not? We have in this show called Church with the true friend better known as Will of God. And I definitely got Minister Calvin Myers in the building, and he came up with a title for us today, y'all. And I would, I would love for everybody to really pay attention today because this is going to be one for the books. I'm just saying. I mean, the five wise versions, the five foolish versions, who are He's going through Matthew 25, 1 through 13, and the best part about life is you, because we love for you to dial that number, 724-444-7444, put the PIN number in, 143906-POUND. Then you must enter one pound to enter the show and start eight to talk. But would you remember Sound City is always about freedom of speech, freedom to grow, and freedom to learn and know. Welcome to South City Radio. All I want y'all to do is be real, be safe, and most of all, be ready.
pastor. It ain't going to be no Titus here. The Bible calls them in Revelation the saints of the most high God. That's powerful, y'all. We only need fivefold ministry on the earth. The moment you take your last breath, they're not going to say, come on in, pastor. Uh, come on in, teacher. No, 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 no. Come on in, uh, minister or evangelist. No, no, no. Oh, prophet so-and-so. No, no, no. The saints are the most high God, brother so-and-so. So if you caught up in titles and people got to call you by your title, as soon as you walk into heaven, your bubble's going to be bust right at the door. Because the people you're going to encounter, they did great things on the earth. They have put us to shame, which brings us into the topic, because sometimes we got to stir up the people of God, because sometimes the people of God get comfortable, we get relaxed. And when we get comfortable, we get in trouble. We start making excuses not to do what God called us to do. Folks, let me tell you something. There was a time when all of our works will be judged. There was a time when God will call everybody up to be judged of our works. Some of our works are going to get burnt up because the things we did it, we did it for our own gratification. We did it because we wanted to be seen of people, or we did it for our church. But very few people is doing things as unto the Lord. He is the Lord of the harvest. He's the one that make it happen. And I promise you, when you do it as unto God, God will honor it, and he will reward you. So we reap what we sow, whether it's good or evil. So today, we're going to be dealing with the parable in the book of Matthew, chapter 25, verse 1. Matthew, the book of Matthew represents Jesus as the king. He is the king of kings and lords of lords. When you go into Matthew, Matthew breaks down the Beatitudes. One of the things that I always hear with people, God is not a respectable a person. He is a respectable of principle. When you think about the word principle, that word principle means basic Christian elementary truth. You might say, well, I still don't understand it. Well, the basic Christian elementary truth is Matthew 5, chapter 5, chapter 6, chapter 7. We call it the Beatitudes. If you live by the Beatitudes, you will have the favor of God. If you can live by the Beatitudes, God will respect the principles you live by. He don't care about people make if you ever be around some folks, you dare make you think that God only loves them and the rest of y'all are bastards. You're not his kids. But folks, that's a lie. All of us are the children of God. One of the things we gotta do and what I try to encourage people to do is you try to figure out what is your purpose in life. Some people get so caught up in doing things in the church and you gotta do things in the church. But you never really find out what your purpose is that God created you for. Everything that you do, if you find out what your purpose is, I bet you you'll be the best church member ever. I bet you your pastor will love you because you found out your purpose. And the only way to find out your purpose, you can't go to another man. You got to go to God. He is the one that holds your purpose. He holds your purpose. He told Jeremiah, before you was born, I knew you. Before you came forth out of the womb, I, God, sanctified you and ordained you to be a prophet to the nation. See, it's not titles. 
that put us in there. It's God that does it. And when we miss God, you can have the title, and you'll still be operating in your own ability because you can be gifted and talented. We'll talk about that later because there's a lot of gifted people and a lot of talented people, and the Bible tells us the gifts and the calling come without repentance. You can be gifted, and you still can bust hell wide open. It has nothing to do about it because a lot of people try to, they don't understand between the gift and the anointing. There is the gift. There is the anointing. Are you hearing me? This is why you got to walk in God's purpose so that his will can be in, manifested on your life. And when you're dealing with the Lord, he will bless you. We call it the favor of God. Let me go back into Proverbs, not Proverbs, the book of Matthew. Matthew represents Jesus as the king. He lays down the spiritual law. It is written, you've heard of old this, but I say unto you, so the king comes down laying down the law. Jesus teaches us the spiritual law. But what we're going to read about is these five wise virgins, five foolish virgins. Is my voice sound a little raspy? I had to preach Friday, uh, Saturday, and Sunday. So I was out doing a lot of preaching, and my voice got a little hose. I should have got me a, a tea. I didn't get a chance to get any tea, but just bear with me. Also, I want to bring to your attention, is there anyone out there who would like to add or like to say something or would like to uh, ask a question, please just push pound eight and join in. There is no dumb question. The only dumb star. question is the one that was never asked. Yes. I'm sorry, that's star, that's star eight. If you would like to speak, push star eight. Star eight. What did I say? Pound eight? <laughs> All right. Star eight, folks. If you have anything you would like to say, just push star eight. Because uh, what we here do, we're here to share, build up, edify, never here to argue, debate. We love each other as people of God, and we like to encourage each other. All right, if you have your Bible, we're in Matthew chapter 25. We're going to go into this right here. Jesus is talking about a parable. Now, a parable is an earthly saying with a heavenly meaning. But he goes into a lot of parables. This is why I like to read the book of Luke also. Luke has a lot of parables in it. I believe Luke may have like 27 different parables Jesus spoke of. In the book of the Old Testament, the prophecy said that I will open my mouth in parables of dark saying of which we heard of our father spoken in time past. So he definitely came speaking in parables. He began to lay down the principles. Some parables were quite simple to understand. Then there were other parables. It was very difficult to understand what Jesus was saying. He had an unusual way of messing with you. He would get into your head at times. He knew when he could say words to say things to the Pharisees, and the Pharisees understood it, and the Sadducees understood it. Then he knew when he would say words that nobody would understand. It. Then he knew when to say words that the simple man could understand, such as, the kingdom of heaven is likened to a sower, which went about his way, and he had a bag of seed, and as he was walking, seed began to fall by the wayside. So Jesus can come down to your level and teach you, or he can come up to your level and teach you. It doesn't matter. The master was teaching. So he's talking about this parable, but this time he takes an unusual twist. He talks about ten virgins. Now, we understand 
virgins are those who never had sexual intercourse in their life. They are virgins. In days of old, virgins was a big thing. Notice I said in the days of old. Folks would get married and they needed to be a virgin. It was important. Folks didn't marry a lady if she was not a virgin. Now, the men, that was another story. The same, but it was another story. But for the women, they definitely wanted the woman to be a virgin. And it was the father's job as a dad to protect his daughter to make sure she stayed a virgin. According to the Jewish custom, if the young lady would get married, she would be like an engagement. He would go away. It was more, I think it might have been two or three parts of the marriage. The Jewish young man would go away, get a home, and then he would come back to the other part of the marriage and consolidate it because they would have a wedding, they would dance, they would celebrate, and then they would have a tent. And the fathers, both of the fathers would sit out the tent while the man and the woman went into the tent and had sex. It sounds like it's embarrassing, but this was their way of proving the daughter is a virgin. And so what they would do after they had sex, the father would get the sheet, and if the sheet had blood on it, he would show it to everybody that his daughter has kept her vow. She kept her promise. She kept her virginity. She is a virgin. If it did not have blood on that sheet, somebody died, and it wasn't a man. They would stone the woman because they would say she had been unfaithful. It was a cruel way. So you knew that the daddy took this very serious of protecting his daughter. Here the master is teaching us about five wise virgins. Then he said five foolish virgins. So we're dealing with ten people all together, half and half. So he explained this to us because he wanted us to know that when the time comes when he would come back, some will be wise, some will be foolish. Again, these are symbols of what Christ is talking. So he says, then shall the kingdom of heaven be like an two ten virgins. He said it's ten, which took their lamp and went forth to meet the bridegroom. Now, we all know the bridegroom is Christ. <clears throat> so Christ is the bridegroom. They got to go and meet him. They're preparing. They have lamps. And we're going to break down the lamps and what it is and how it pertains to us. And the five, verse 2 said, and the five of them were wise and the five were foolish. Now, that word wise is very important. Listen to the definition. Wise means having and showing experience, knowledge, and good judgment. Let me say it again. Having and knowing experience and knowledge and good judgment. This is what the definition of being a wise person is. So you got to be one who know how to show good experience and knowledge and good judgment. If you make poor judgment all the time, you have a pattern of that. Then you got to go back and get into the word or learn how to pray and ask God to give you wisdom. If I even said any man lacks wisdom, let him ask of God to give it to all men liberally and afraid it not. Meaning he won't hold it back from you. He's going to give it to you. It is God's delight to give you wisdom. 
you will be amazed at people who can be very intelligent but make some of the dumbest decisions you ever heard of. Listen, y'all, God called us to be wise. There's only two types of people on this earth, wise people and foolish people, period. The world has used knowledge and is good to have education. But let me tell you something. The world has made education a God, a God. Let me tell you something. The Bible said God has chosen the foolish things of this world to confine the wise and the weak things of this world to confine the things which are mighty. God can use anybody at any time and any day. He told Moses, he said, who made the the blind, the dumb, the lame? Have not I the Lord? When God chose people, he don't choose them so much as their education status quo. Though he have great men he used with great education, Isaiah, Paul, Daniel, he used them effectively. But that's not what makes him choose his disciples. When the Bible said Jesus chose his disciples, they perceived that they was unlearned men. They was not so great in education. But they knew that they was Jesus. They knew it because they had to display this power. They knew it. It rubbed off on them for what Jesus had. It rubbed off on them because God want to make sure that you understand that he's the boss. Sometimes having good education could get people in trouble when they're not humble, when they're not humble. If you're educated and you're humble, that's a good thing. That means God has gotten control of your mind. I call those people the Daniel generation. Be humble. Daniel prayed three times a day. He stayed on his knees. So he was highly intelligent. He stayed on his knees. Paul said that I might know him in his suffering. Paul stayed humble. He said, all the things that I've learned, I counted as nothing. When Paul went to the third heaven, he said, I heard things. This is a man who sat at the best teacher's feet. He was highly educated. He write about how much education he had. But when he went to the third heaven, Paul was like dumb bobo. He said, I heard things. I don't even know if it's lawful to repeat what I heard. Heaven is the realm that operates on a whole different platform. We get back there, everybody IQ is going to go up. So what we do in time and how we treat people, we got to be very careful. Because the Bible says pride go before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. Anytime you see pride in any type of capacity, it doesn't have to be just education. It could be in how much money you have how much toys you have, the toys is cars, houses, diamonds, you know, the blank blank. But all of that don't mean anything because, folks, guess what? You're leaving every single one of it right here. It doesn't mean nothing. You got a lot of toys, but it doesn't mean nothing. You got a lot of money, so what? Somebody got more money than you. It's not how man start off. It's how he finished. Always remember that. Because the people that you think might be less fortunate than you at this time in their life, they may exceed what you ever could dream to have because God can entrust them with certain things. He can't trust anybody because a lot of time when God has exalt people and elevate them, they start, my mama used to say, you're smelling yourself. And they start thinking it's them. You remember never to build a great, great kingdom. But then he started thinking that it was all about him. God gave him the heart of a beast. 
for seven years. The dew came on him. His hair grew. His nails grew. He went out there eating the grass like an animal because he got arrogant. Be mindful of your arrogance. Stay humble so God don't have to humble you because when God humbled you, he will spank you until he's satisfied. So let it be a notice of how we can just stay humble. But these five wise virgins and these five foolish virgins, it talks about these two types of people. Verse 3 says, and verse 3 says, they that were foolish looked through their lamps. They took their lamps, and they took no oil with them. Hear me very carefully. But the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. Vessels, containers. And while the bridegroom tarried, seemed like he wasn't going to come. Tarry means late. Seemed like he was procrastinating. He wasn't coming yet. They slumbered and slept, waiting for Jesus to come back. This is us, the church. While we're waiting, people started sleeping. Now, sleeping can mean a symbol of resting or it can mean death. You got to be careful. What are the things of God that you're sleeping on? There's a lot of people sleeping on God. They've gotten so caught up in this life that they forgot about the Lord of the harvest. Folks, let me tell you something. It's nice to have things, but the Bible says man's life consisted not in the abundance of things that he possesses. Jesus could have had anything he wanted. Are you kidding me? Anything. But he was content. Isn't in a scripture that says godliness with contentment is great gain? Again, watch out for pride. What the devil loves to do is push us into a place. First, he gets you to go to sleep, and then he pushes you into your own arrogance and pride because that's his way of getting taken advantage of you. And then he snatched the rug from right underneath your feet. Listen, y'all. Everything that you've got in this life, you better thank God. When the test came for Job, because a lot of times people think they're that man or they're that woman. When the test came for Job, it was a test that most people would never pass. The first thing that Satan went after was what he owned. Don't you get caught up into things. First thing that was snatched was what he owned. Everything he had, he lost it, even his children. The first thing the devil took. And the question that the devil posed God was when God said, have you considered my servant Job? He said, do he fear you for nothing? Look what you gave him. Let me tell you something, ladies and gentlemen. I hope the devil don't say that about you and he's right. The devil should never be truthful about you. It should always be a lie when he talk about you. Unfortunately for some of us, when he speak about us, he know who we are. Satan know that if he touched things that you love so much, your bank account and your ego, and if he do certain things, he can push the right button and get you knocked out of the box. Don't you ever let the devil get you knocked out of the box. Many are the friction of the righteous, but the Lord delivers them out of them all. Though he fall, he's not utterly cast down, for the Lord would hold him. A just man falleth seven times, and he rises up again. Are you just? Who are you? God will bring you back up. How strong are you? 
Are you strong in the Lord and in the power of his might? Or are you strong in the things and the materialistic in this world? Who are you? Because I, 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 I interact with a lot of people throughout the years. I've met a lot of people. I've met a whole lot of people, y'all. Intelligent people, people who wasn't intelligent, but they had talent and gifts and ability, all kind of men and women I ran across. I'm to the point now, there ain't too many people impress me. I don't care about what you know. I don't care about how much money you got. I don't care about what you obtain. I'm not impressed. I don't get impressed. I don't. But I will tell you what impressed me. When I see a man or a woman whose heart is after God, who love God, who's on fire for God, I'm impressed because that's a rare thing. We're living in a time when a lot of people just sleeping. They were sleeping. And look, when they got up, they didn't have any oil. But the wise, verse 4, they took oil in their vessels with the lamp. And while the bridegroom tarried, they all slumbered and slept. And at midnight, here it is, midnight, there was a cry. Made, behold, the bridegroom cometh. Go ye out to meet him. Somebody was a crowd that went out. The bridegroom is here. Let's go out and meet him. Now it's at nighttime, and they had to go to meet the bridegroom. It's dark. If you ever been down south, it gets real dark. Folks, it get dark down south. It was very dark. Now here it is. When they went out to meet him, then. All arose, the virgins arose and trimmed it their lamps. But the foolish said unto the wise, Give us of your oil, for our lamps are gone out. They didn't have any oil. It was all gone out. But the wise answered, saying, Not so, lest there be no, not enough for us and for you. But you go rather to them that sell it and buy for yourself. And listen, folks. Here is the lamp. The Bible said in Proverbs chapter 6, verse 23, for the commandment is as a lamp, and the law is as a light, and reproof of instructions are the ways of life. Let me say that again. So the commandment is as the lamp. The lamp represented the commandment, and the law is as the light. The oil represents the law. It was the light. And reproof of instructions are the ways of life. What instruction? In the word of God. Folks, in the word of God, the law is God's word when you read it. God told Joshua in Joshua chapter 1, I think it was verse 9, this book of law should not depart out of your mouth, but you should meditate in it day and night. Now we're separating the wise from the fools that you might observe to do according to all, not some, that is written therein. For then should you make your way prosper, and then should you have good success. Some people are successful, but they don't have good success. Everybody, because you got things that I mean, you're just you're prospering. God wants us to prosper in our spirit. You know the word, beloved. I wish above all things that you might prosper, be in good health, even as your soul prospers. He wants you to prosper spiritually. What is the use of me prospering with things? And I'm on ground zero. I'm a number one in my spiritual walk with God, or number three. I'm at level number four. I know what I got to do, but I'm content. I'm lukewarm. Not hot, not cold, but I'm just lukewarm. You can't tell if you catch me on my best night if I'm saved or from the part of the world. 
Brother and sister, let me tell you something. You better find your purpose of what God called you to do. You are wasting God's time when you don't find your purpose. He made you with a destiny. He birthed things inside of you. You will be surprised. People who've given other people years of their life of service and not even finding out what their real purpose is because they think their job is just to serve another man. That's not, God got something bigger than that. So when the man die one day or the woman die one day, what are you going to do? Because they sure enough going to die. Nobody's, listen, I tell people this all the time, nobody's living here that's 200 years old. You might as well get your act together and find out what God's purpose is for your life. You're not here to be nobody's servant. You're here to find out your purpose. This is why when folks start dying and falling away and going to heaven, people lose their mind. Oh, pastor, I'm dead and gone. What are we going to do? You never found out your purpose. Listen. There are seasons in our lives when we are connected with people and we do ministry and work with people. But don't you ever get this twisted. God got a purpose for your life. He can have you doing different things to develop you for seasons, but it's going to come a time when he's going to tell you, come forth, and you better come forth. David served Saul as a good servant. He said, I will not touch God's anointing. The time came when Saul committed suicide, David had to walk into his own purpose. He had to realize that he had a call on his life to do something, and he had to step into it. Because if you don't understand who you are, you will die. The Bible even talks about it. it was a period of time when David was hiding from Saul in Ziklag. When he came back, the men's wives and their children was all taken. And the men turned on David. They was about to kill David. If David didn't know who he was, he would have died that day in Ziklag. He asked for the ephod. Got the ephod. He went to God. Shall I pursue these men? God said, you shall pursue them. Will I overtake them and recover all? You will overtake them and you will recover all. And David, the Bible said David encouraged himself. In the Lord, if nobody's around, do you know how to encourage yourself in the Lord? Where are you at at this stage? Sometimes God can show you I'm trying to move you to be a leader. I'm not talking about Titus. Sometimes people think people talk about pastoring and all that stuff. Please, y'all. I'm so tired and sick of hearing that. Every time somebody thinks they're a leader, they got to run and become a pastor. Slow down. Really don't need another church. Let me tell you something. A friend of mine was connected with the churches in Philly. He got up to 5,000 churches. He said he had to stop. There were so many churches in Philly. And the next thing you hear is somebody saying, the Lord calling them a pastor. Another pastor? Come on, y'all. It's a five-fold ministry. And you get all these pastors because, People don't feel as though they're being used in the churches, and you're not letting me preach, so I'm going to start my own ministry. And the Lord said, listen, it's better to be a great evangelist than a bad pastor. I'm telling you now. Some people, they just went on and became a pastor. Yeah, had nothing to do with God. They knew how to preach. They knew how to teach. They knew how to prophesy. And they just went on into pastors. 
some people it was for the money. How am I make some money? Just gonna make a lot of money. I got a following. I don't need nobody else to sit underneath. I'm my own man. Let me tell you something. Hear me straight, folks. I love you. But God don't got no long ranges. Everybody need a spiritual dad in their life. Trust me. You don't got all the answers. Because if you had all the answers, then you would be like Solomon. Everybody would be coming from all over the world to hear your wisdom. You don't. We need each other. This is a body. A body. What God did in the Old Testament, he's doing in the New Testament. He said he's pouring out his spirit upon all flesh. If you're not careful, you will burn yourself out. And devils love it when you want to be a man unto yourself because now he knows you will never hook up with the other brothers and sisters who can impart what you need in your life. This is very important. So the bridegroom, a shout went out. Here you have the lamp. The lamp represents the commandment. The law represents God's word. The law. The book of Psalms, chapter 1 said, and in his law does he meditate day and night, for he should be as a tree planted by the rivers of water. So these are the things that God wants us to learn about and to get better at. We all have, look, y'all, we, we got to, it's a mandate that God had for us, that he want to take you to different places in your life, but you got to answer the call. You can't miss God's timing. Because people of God, you got people connected to you. When you miss God's timing, you miss it in the opportunity when you were supposed to be able to speak in people's lives, encourage them, strengthen them, build them up. People are getting so comfortable on this earth. Listen, you're not going to be here forever. Let me go back into the rest of the scripture right here. And when they arose, the foolish said unto the wise, give us some of your, of your oil and your lamp. The wives are gone. Verse 9. And there be not enough for us and for you. They said, not so, but it's not enough for us and you. But go you rather and turn to them that sell and buy and give of yourself. Listen. Verse 10. And while they went to buy. Let me share this with you. The ones who kept extra oil is the one that was on fire for God. They prayed. They stayed in their fasting mode. They stayed focused. They was about daddy's business. The ones, because they both were sleeping. Please understand this. Both slept. All ten were sleeping. But when they woke up, five was ready to go. The other five wasn't ready to go. My pastor, the late pastor, senior, senior, used to always say the church is a sleeping giant. It is. The ones who did not have no oil left, they ran out of oil. Wasn't praying, wasn't fasting, wasn't on fire. Psalm 104, chapter 104, talks about who makes his angels minister in spirit and his ministers a flame of fire. This is what God does to his people. He puts you on fire. He wants you to have a fire inside of you. Stay on fire. Don't be weak. To the point that you lose. We go through valleys and changes in our life. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about when you got to the point that you drifted off so much that you drifted off and off and off and you forgot who you was. You don't even sound like a Christian. You sound like a worldly man. 
There's a difference between hearing a worldly man and a godly man. I'm telling you, they're two different people, two different characters. Ask yourself the question, what is in hell that you want? Got to be something in hell you want, because if it wasn't nothing in hell that you want, you would take the purpose and the call on God's life that he had for you more serious. I've never met so many lukewarm Christians like I meet now. Everything goes. People are drinking. People are getting high. People are shacking up. People, and they still say they're going to heaven. And I'm like, oh, oh, yeah? You sure about that? Because if you're going to heaven doing all that, God is a liar. And he said his word will not return back to him void. God cannot lie. He tell if you come clean to God, and you go through things. I know we go through things. I'm not talking about that. You have challenges in our life. All of us do. But, folks, there's a difference between the Michael Jordan of the world and the Joe Average of the world. The Michael Jordans of the world are champions. Joe Average is Joe Average. I always tell my kids, I've, always, I've been around a lot of people in my life. People who had the gift of gas. They talk a lot. They tell you what all they could do. I'm gonna, they talk a good game, but they've never been in the real war. They don't know what it is to get into the real war. That's why they don't take anything serious. And so you can't take them serious because they don't take anything serious. Anybody can talk about how great God is when they're on the mountaintop. Anybody can. I want to know who you are. When you go through the valley of the shadow of death, when you're in the trial like Job, because whatever's in you is going to come out of you. If you have no substance in you, when that trial comes, it's going to crush you. And a lot of people, the devil is setting you up. He wants you to get lukewarm. So he's going to say, yeah, come on out. Come on out. Come on out. You know one thing about the animal world, when the lion is looking for a meal, he looked for the weakest one that's walking behind everybody because that's the one that he's going to get. While the church is moving, the people of God, I'm not talking about a building. While the people of God is moving, you're taking your time, just dragging your leg. I'm going to. I'm going to. You got to get to a place that you got to find out what's important and what's not important. Party. Organize and get your priorities in, priorities in order. Again, if there's anyone who would like to add, or if anybody who would like to say something this year, just put star eight. You'll be on to say whatever you need to say. First thing, and while they went to buy, the bridegroom came. And they that were ready went into him, to the marriage, and the door was shut. Folks, let me tell you something. There will come a time when the door is going to shut. Go to the book of Daniel, chapter 12. Go to the book of Daniel, chapter 12. Let me show you something. Now, Minister Calvin? Yes, sir. You do have a caller, and they are now unmuted. Hey, hey, oh, hey what's going on? What's going on, family? How y'all doing? We're doing great, man. How are you, sir? I'm doing great. This is Brother Aaron Williams down here oh, in Atlanta. Yes, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
You made me so good. I need a French fry. You know you ain't giving me nothing. Yeah, go on. People eat those McDonald's French fries, boy. They don't. <laughs> 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 we gonna be laying here. You McDonald's fries. Oh, I'm sorry, people. This is Minister Aaron Williams. Now, the people who just never, this is their first time checking out church. By all means, we'd love for you to push star eight because on this show, it's all about freedom of speech, freedom to grow, and freedom to learn and know. All I ask you to do is just be real, be safe, and you sure enough better be ready. But this brother right here, he has an album out, and he's on his way to Atlanta to, you know, broadcast and showcase his new album. But after he finished talking about the word later on, if he wants to talk about what he wants to talk about, I would love to hear it, but... Right now, Minister Aaron Williams, what you got to say? Well, praise the Lord. Will yeah, is, hey. the, uh, Will is the nonstop hype man. He like the flavor, he like the flavor flavor of the gospel industry. <laughs> praise the Lord. But no, I, 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 I actually, I'm, I'm in the middle of the lobby here at the Hyatt down here in Atlanta, yo, and I have got the text earlier. And I actually just called, and I was hearing your analogy about the animals, you know, and how, you know, the, those that lag behind are usually the ones, you know, that the enemy looked at that's weak, that gets, you know, tra- that attracts the enemy. You know, but when I was, when I heard that, when I found him, I said, let me call in because I'm looking at it a different way because a lot of us, you know, that are weak, but we learned how to hang with the big dogs. We learn how to hang with them. So we, we, we hide in the mask. We, we hide in the crowd. But we really ain't got it going on like that. You know, I'm talking to somebody. They know they don't have it on, but they've been hiding. They haven't been doing their due diligence. They haven't been doing their study. They haven't been doing their praying. But they're hiding among those that are mature. And what the enemy does when he can't differentiate who's weak and who's strong, what he does is he starts a stir. He'll charge, you know, because the enemy will try to jump when he knows and he finds the prey he wants. He don't just run out. He plan on him. Unless he know he can outrun him and track him, he just wait and pounce. Or he'll wait until they're isolated and get him by himself and trap him in like that. But when he can't do that, what he do is he'll go and run in open and let him scatter and see which ones can't keep up. And that's what the enemy is trying to do to some people in the church. They're trying to charge or start a stir that will cause saints to scatter, to run, to get stirred up, to, to, to move forward in the things of God because they're strong. But then in that strength, that strength exposes those that aren't strong. And what I believe that what the Lord is trying to do in us, because this is a body, it, you know, let the strong bear the infirmities of the weak. We have to sometimes, because we're strong, run slow. Not because we can't run fast, but because if we outrun those that are not mature, they'll never make it because they'll, they'll, they'll get eaten and destroyed by the enemy every time because they can't keep up. So that's what I got from that analogy when I heard you talking, Reverend Myers, you know, about that, that, that the Lord is calling us that are mature to, to really walk in love that, hey, I can, I can excel right here. But because my brother, because my sister can't keep up, let me decline. Let me defraud. Let me stick down. Let me humble myself 
that I don't leave them exposed to the enemy, to the traps of the enemy. Because, hey, it's not, it, it, this is Christianity. This is the body ministry. This is not every man for himself. That's not our ministry. That's not our walk. That's not our call. We're part of each other. So, and, and I believe when we really get that, you know, and, and I'm starting to get it. You know, I, I, I'm starting to get it. I'm not saying I'm there. When you said it today, I began to see it a little bit clearer for me. You know, and I want to put that disclaimer in there. That's how the Lord is dealing with me. You know, that sometimes you have to not do everything that you're capable of doing. Not because you're not capable. Not because you don't want man to hold you back, but because somebody else needs to be able to gain strength from you. And they can't if we, if we, they can't get strength from us if we're so far ahead of them and leave them every time trouble comes. We mount up and do the things of God. They still wonder what to do. So that's my little two cents. I'm going back over here in this crowd. You know, I'm going to listen to the responses. But I know that I'm not going to be on the line for the whole session today. But I just wanted to call in, you know, praise the Lord. God bless you. Now, before you leave, will you be able to will you be able to give us the information of your album Ring Your Heart? Okay. Um, yeah, well right now I'm I, I'm actually a part of the new artist release um showcase that's gonna be spotlighted tomorrow here at uh, Hyatt with the um GMWA, you know, down here. This is their actually their fiftieth anniversary. And I'm gonna be singing um Exodus fifteen off of my recently released C D Ring Your Heart that um, Will was talking about. It's available on iTunes, C D Baby and Google Play. You know, um you can also um contact me on my website at elderaaronwilliams.com, you know, for booking, you know, and any other information that you want. You know, um and we're we're moving forward. We're gonna see what the Lord is gonna do. We're excited about what he's doing, what he's already done, you know, and new songs are coming, you know, I, w- I would say daily, but I would say at least uh, at least two a month, you know, at a pace two a month, you know, and um, if I can keep up with God, we'll, I-, I think we'll definitely get some things out there that people that are really minister and bless somebody. Amen. Don't forget about the tag-alongs. We know we got, we know you're going to have groupies, but... Tag along is a whole different story. We need yeah, to agree on you both. Least I'm not an Ewok. I'm good with that. <laughs> Yo, go right back with it. Minister Calvin Myers. And uh, Aaron. Yeah. Aaron, are you still there? Yeah, I'm still here. Matthew 25. Um, Matthew chapter 25, the five wise virgins, the five foolish virgins. Is there anything you can give us on your take on what you think about that chapter? What does it say to you and your spirit? How do you uh, look at that, and what does it mean to you? Yeah, well, when you think, when when when, when the analogy and, and, and the word foolish comes in, it's, it's a difference. Now, I'm, I'm tying it still in to the analogy that I, we just gave about the lion, you know, and the, the prey. And, and weak Christians and, and babes or whatever. And I'm trying to keep that tie in with that. So when I think of someone that's foolish, I'm not thinking about someone that's ignorant. I'm not thinking about someone that's weak. 
I'm thinking someone, when I think of a foolish person, I'm thinking of someone that had the capacity to do the right thing and did not by choice, not by ignorance, not by not being or being misled or tricked. They, they, made, it, they made a decision. They made a conscious decision to not be strong. They had the same access to the marketplace. They had the same money. They knew, but they didn't do what they needed. They didn't do their due diligence. So when it came time for the bridegroom had come, they weren't ready. They weren't ready to go with them. They had to trim their lamp because if you, if you know that if you're and, – and when I think about prayer, I think about that also. When you, when you trim your lamp, when you, when you lamp's been burning all night, your wick gets black. You know, and it might burn a little, but you know, your oil is running out. So when you go to turn it up, the, the, because of the blackness and the length of the wick, you, it, the, the glass inside or the dome or what you call it, your lamp, becomes real cloudy because a lot of smoke starts burning. It's not burning as efficient. So when I think about the five wise and five foolish, that's what I think of. I think of, you know, there's a lot of things. You can go with the rapture. You can go with um, not being ready when Jesus comes. And then, again, back to those who chose to not prepare themselves for God. You know, and, and, I, and I'm saying that because that's, that's the vein that I'm on right now as far as not being prepared. I think that every because the Bible says that everyone that has this hope in him purifies himself. Yo, and I know that we're cleansed by the blood, we're washed by the blood, we're sanctified by the blood. I know that God has done this thing in us. He's removed the stain and the guilt and the penalty of sin. But then when we don't do what we're supposed to do to cleanse ourselves, and I, I believe anybody who really wants God and really seeking God is, I mean, almost daily has an issue with self-examination has a point where they see that it's them that they have to keep on the altar. I, I, I don't, maybe it's just me, but it's for me, if I'm not seeing me, I'm not digging deep enough. I'm, I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not turning up every stone because I'm the biggest hindrance. I'm the biggest problem. So when I get me out the way, keep my lamp trimmed, I'm going to keep burning and burning. I'm going to keep wet, and I'll be okay. I hope that answered your question, but you know that's that's my take on it. Yeah, that, that, that's a good insight of it. Um, if there's anyone who would like to join in and share or say anything, again, just push star eight and just join on in. We're here, we're talking, we're alive, and we're having a ball. Aaron is already in Atlanta, Georgia, and he's tuned in, and we appreciate that. We got people that's listening in also from out of town, from being the Carolinas. Florida, and uh, we just appreciate people from L.A. listening in. So we got different type of people who can hear, and it's good when you got people who are listening in, and you pray and you trust that people are learning. Because listen, y'all, the Bible say wisdom is the principle of thing, therefore get wisdom. But in all of our getting, get understanding. It's always room for growth. And like Aaron was just saying, Anything that you don't get done in your lifetime, you got to look at what you did not do. Did you put the time in? 
it's the thing that people got out there to call haters. Haters are those who criticize everything you did. Well, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do It's things that I don't tell my family members because they're trying to examine what I do according to what they did. They would have done. But I'm not them. So my thinking is why it's different. My perspective and how I view things in my life is different. How I perceive things because of my experience is different. So God made everybody so unique and different the way he made you. You could be called to be an ego, but are you got the mentality of a chicken or a duck? Do you have the mentality of a peacock? A peacock likes to look pretty. It looks pretty, but it can't fly. It ain't going nowhere, but it looks pretty. Oh, it's beautiful. The colors and everything will fascinate you, but it'll never rise to the mountaintop. It'll never soar above the riverbank of down south and other parts of the world. The ego can see things from a different view of life. Somebody once said that you can't soar with eagles by day and hang with the buzzers by night. Here is a concept that an ego has because it is the ego. It's a word that we call courage. And that courage that this ego has is incredible. It was born to soar. That's what it is. It does that. Well, it flies. It soars in the air. So what type of person are you? Has God called you to a place What's up, man? He wants you to be like an ego? We are well, wait, we do have another caller, and um, and Minister Aaron Williams. Yes, sir. If you can, if you can, when you're not talking to us, if you can mute your phone so we don't catch all the extra, extra. Oh, okay. But here's another caller right here. You're live on the radio. Welcome to Sound City Radio. This is Church. This is Elder Brown. Hey, what's up, boy? Wow. <laughs> man of God, how y'all doing? Man? Wow. I, I just, this is a show. I'm, I'm sorry it took me so long. To, uh, I'm just getting to you guys. Talking about the five wise and the five foolish. Yes, sir. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> well, brother, I, really, I just called to encourage you, Doc, man. Be encouraged to keep doing what you're doing, son. Bro, please, keep doing what you're doing. And the Lord going to continue to bless you, man. Yeah. Thank God, thank thank God for you, brother Kevin. I thank Amen. God for you, man. I really thank I God for God. you. Yeah, be be encouraged, man, and, and and keep doing what you're doing because you you're reaching people, man, and people that you least expect they listening to you. Amen. 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 Elder, yeah. you got anything from that you would like to share? Well, I really just tuned in, man. The Lord just laid on my heart just to call in and just lift you up, man, just to encourage you, man. And um, I'm just calling to encourage you. Um, I really don't um, – I just tuned in, but I, I, I think I read the text. You said you're talking about the five wise and the five foolish virgins. Yes, sir. Uh, yes, yes. But, That's the 25. Uh, yes, yes, yes. Well, I just called to encourage you, Doc. That's, 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 that's what I wanted to do, God. <laughs> he always talk for it. Amen. And be Amen. blessed, man. Be blessed. You too. You too. Okay. Okay. That, um, that brother right there is a powerful brother. Uh, God really uses him, and he has a strong, very, very strong prophetic word. Powerful brother. And God just used him in a way when he shared the word and he preaches and 
share the gospel. We uh, we go out on the streets on Thursday night, and sometimes you can probably tune in and see us. We are a group that's called Soldiers for Christ, and it's spearheaded by all men. And we don't care if ladies are more than welcome to come out with us, but it's men, pastors from different churches, ministers from different churches, prophets from different churches. And we all go out every Thursday evening with the equipment, and we share the word. And we go into the worst neighborhood, y'all, I promise you. Some of the people are so strung out on drugs, they're standing there, barely standing with their eyes like they're sleeping on their feet. And we set up the equipment, and we preach the word, but we go one-on-one with them and talk with them. We go, sometimes we have tracks, sometimes we just walk and talk with them. And we encourage them to give their heart to the Lord and just share. There are many ways to win the law. Folks, always remember that. There is not no one way to do this. But that's one of the privileges that we do have in Philly is to reach the lost by going and doing outreach. You can do it on the Internet. There are various ways of meeting people. And this is why I, I, I always challenge people. You don't got to do what Brother Calvin do. You can do it the way God gave it to you. Your field harvest may be the workplace. It might be your family. It might be your block, your community. It might, listen, y'all, even in the church, people need to be, listen, they need to be ministered to. We are in a place, in a time like I've never seen before. It's a sad time, but it's also a great time. It is a time where you can reach the highest height in God and walk with him on wings of but it's also a time where you can get a lot of confidence in life but have very little that you've done for God. But you got to be very careful to bring balance. And one of the things I love about David was David, though he was a successful king, he still loved God. The wealth, the honor, the riches, the glory, none of that never stopped David from loving God, y'all. He made his mistakes. He made bad choices at times. He fell into that place that uh, Minister Aaron Williams talked about, but he always bounced his back. Listen, y'all. He fell underneath that category that said, just man fought the seven times, but he rises back up again. So I want to encourage you. As we were talking about this five wise virgins, the five foolish virgins, both of them are virgins, y'all. Both of them are set apart. All ten are pure, but the choices that they made, ah, that determined whether they went in or if they stayed out. And so when I'm I'm reading and I'm learning about this, I cannot help but to think of all of us as the people of God. God called a lot of us to do some things. And you can't get to the point that you become a fearful, a fearful person. The Bible said the fearful and the unbelievers, you, you can listen, y'all, because your mother never did it or your father never did it or nobody in your church never done it or your pastor never done it. Let me tell you something. Your destiny is not determined or predicated by other people who didn't do it, but you is the one that God is telling you to come for. You're the one that he want to do something in. You see, I've learned from reading this Bible that there's a lot of people 
who could not do what other folks have done. And their parents didn't get certain things done. But when they turned came, they exceeded everybody. Everybody. Because it wasn't about what your leader couldn't do, what your mom couldn't do, what your dad couldn't do. You know, nobody in the family never done that before. But do that got to do with you. It has nothing to do. And I want you to get this, man, and woman of God. God is calling you to do something. What are you waiting on? We living in a time like never before. Technology has opened an ocean. There is a huge ocean available. Listen, y'all. The ocean is so big, you can be what you want to be. You can do whatever you need to do. No weapon formed against you can prosper. You're in a race. You're in a battle. And so this is why God laid on our heart to deal with these five wives and the five foolish. Because the wise one, they kept the oil. Don't you know when you keep your oil, you can accomplish great things in life? Your oil is what sustains you. It gives you the power, the ability, and enables you to do those things that you thought you never could do. Do you really know who you are? Or are you listening to people when they say what you are? Have people looked at you like, him? Oh, please, we don't like him. Listen, every time God chose someone, he always chose the person that nobody liked it or no one didn't see them going that far or they looked at the person in the midst of their process and determined that that person ain't going to never get out of that state. Let me tell you something. One of the things I learned, the biggest foolish thing you can ever do is underestimate a human being that God created. Don't you know, folks, God put great potential in human beings? I've seen people have more money, more um, confidence in the stock market than a human being. And it's a shame, y'all. If there's anything that's more unstable than anything else, it's the stock market. But a human being has a piece of, they, they're made in the image and the likeness of God. God created them just like him. In other words, at any moment when that human being comes to himself, you remember the prodigal son? It seemed like he just went backwards. He came from a wealthy daddy. His family had money. He insulted his father by asking for his inheritance before his dad died. And the dad divided to him and his brother. And he went to a far country. And the Bible says he spent his money and rioted living. He blew it. He lost weight. He's a Jewish boy dealing with pigs. The Jews don't deal with pigs. They're unclean animals. He's working inside the pig pen. Let me say this to all of you. When you don't want to do what God called you to do, oh, you're going to that pig pen. There's a pig pen for me. And there's a pig pen for you. That pig pen will bring you to yourself. <laughs> While he was in the pig pen, he was contemplating about to eat the husk that the pig was eating. And the Bible says he came to himself. Listen, y'all, that's a message for another day, another time. Don't you know what a man 
or a woman come to themselves, you don't know what God is going to do. Folks, let me tell you something. When a man or a woman of God comes to themselves, you better look out. You better look out. Because that means the only way to go now is up. When he came to himself, he went back to his father's house. What he missed out on was everything he needed, he already had it. What he did not have was that experience. And let me say this. When you're talking about experience, there are certain experiences that you never need. You don't need to experience. And I tell this to my kids, there are certain experiences in your life you don't want to experience. When it comes to certain things, believe me, you don't need to experience it. If God has kept you in the ark of safety and he has protected you by his word, by his power, and by his might, he has strengthened you with his right hand. You don't need to go out there and experience something to prove something to your friends. You stay in the ark of safety. Because some have went out and never made it back. The prodigal son, when he came to himself, he came back. But when he came back, what he did, he was a foolish one. But when he came back, he came back with a different spirit. He repented to his father. But the key thing about it was this, y'all. His father was looking for him when he came back. He knew he would be back. And he said, Father, I've sinned against you and against heaven. Against... And he said, I'm sorry. I just want to be a servant. His dad put a robe on him. His dad put slippers on his feet. His dad gave him a ring to honor him. And then his dad said, go kill the fattest calf. The fattest calf. Because in the Jewish custom, those calves, the bigger the calf was at the time of sacrifice, when they would do it once a year, some would give turtle doves, some would give pigeons, whatever, peace offering. But the big ox, that means you gave God a major sacrifice. It could have been saving the calf for that time. Who knows? But when his son came back, this was a worthy occasion. Kill the fattest calf. We're going to celebrate. Our prince said, prince said, they're going to party like it's 1999, huh? Well, they had a big party. And one of the brothers who was at the daddy's house, that older brother, the one that stayed in there, who never left, he stayed back, but he was just Backslidden is the one that left. He was religious, but he was still lost because he could not see. Remember we talked about pride and arrogance? He had a pride problem. He wouldn't even go into the party. Here his brother has came back from his backsliding state. Listen, y'all. And when he seen that his brother came back and he heard about the party, because he inquired about it through the servant. And when the servant said, your brother came back, and he realized that fat ox was killed, boy went into a whole different mode. His father had to come out to him and talk to him. He wasn't going in the party, y'all. A rebellious spirit came on him strong, and he refused to go into the party. The daddy came out and said him to, and he said this to his father. Listen to his words. 
all these years I've served you. See, he thought it was about the work. Folks, be careful about work. Be careful about work. All these years I served you. I was faithful. I did all these things. You never throw this for me and my friends. Me and my friends. He was thinking about himself. But his brother learned a lesson that he needed to learn. You see, you can be in the house of God and messed up. If you're not careful of your self-righteousness, you will think you're in the right standards of God. The one that stayed back with his dad needed more repentance than the one that left, folks. Truthfully, how can you be underneath a dad like that and you not have no understanding? We live in a world where fathers have great wisdom and sons are just as fool as they want to be. I've never seen nothing like this. And when you read Proverbs, Solomon had a son like that. And I think his name was Rarebone, if I'm not mistaken. I know it was Jeroboam and Rarebone. I think it was Rarebone. His daddy was the wisest man that ever lived, and his son was the biggest fool that ever lived. Listen, y'all, you better walk with God. See, Solomon's son was concerned about him and his friends. He took his friend's counsel and advice and lost the kingdom. It got divided. He didn't lose it. It was split. Just like the righteous son and the prodigal son, he was concerned about him and his buddies having a party. His daddy didn't look out for him and his buddies. Folks, you better find out what your purpose is. God is calling us, for the commandment is as a lamp, and the law is as a light, and the proof of instructions are the way of life. God is calling you to a higher platform. He needs that lamp trimmed, ready to go, that oil got to always be ready. So when they came back, the rest of the story says it like this. The ones who was ready, they went in. The one that came, went and brought the oil and came back. The Lord of the harvest told them, I never knew you. He told them he didn't know who they were. Listen, time and a chance happened to them all. Ecclesiastes said, lay down your format. Some people want to be better servants. People than being a better servant to God. Folks, listen. The way you excel in the spiritual realm, you got to walk with God. What you do in your secret time will determine how high you go. Don't ever let nobody know, tell you you got a lid on you because your daddy didn't go that far. Your mama didn't go that far. The church didn't go that far. So you won't be in it. No, 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 no. Not me. And I ain't got no lid on me. The further I go is determined by my relationship with my daddy, the Lord. And it's the same thing with you. You want to walk with God, you keep walking with God. Enoch was not limited by what his forefather didn't do. Adam messed up. The Bible says Enoch walked with God and he was not for God took him. Listen, whatever thing was written was written for our learning. Here's something that God want to walk with you. He want to take you places with him. There are things he want to show you. When he began to talk to Daniel, he said, oh, Daniel, you are beloved of God. 
And the Bible said that Daniel had an excellent spirit. And Gabriel said to Daniel, the first day you set your heart to understand the vision, I was on my way. Not the 21st day, the first day. Listen, folks, from the first time when you make up your mind, this is why I tell you, when the prodigal son came to himself, you never underestimate a son or a daughter of God. That is the dumbest thing you can ever do. If you think for one minute, one minute, that you got God people figured out and you know who's going to be who, you kidding yourself. I'm telling you right now, don't ever underestimate what God can do with a person of God. Because when you think they're here and I'm there, God's going to embarrass you. going to embarrass you. Because you look up one day and you say, I wonder what happened to that person that I counted them out and I forgot all about them because they wasn't important to me. Let me tell you something. Anything that God created in his image is important. It's a diamond waiting to be developed. It's a jewel that God has. Deuteronomy 29.29. I always tell people about good old Deuteronomy 29.29. Deuteronomy 29.29 said, The secret things belong unto the Lord our God. But those things which are revealed belong unto us and to our children. Listen, there are things that it's a secret thing that God got hidden. Some of you, God, want to do things that you never saw done before. He want to use you to do it. You're the man. You're the woman. Stop pointing at other people's failure, what they didn't do, and you mad at them because they didn't do this, and you mad at the church because they ain't right, and you you mad at everybody. What are you gonna do when you stand before God? God ain't gonna say, "Well, because the church wasn't living right." I understand that you didn't want to live right neither. That ain't gonna happen, folks. Let me tell you something. What you see, what God is trying to tell you to do. He's trying to put you into the place that you're supposed to be at. He knows who you are. And God has never been, folks, let me tell you something. God has never been impressed by title and position. He's not impressed with that. He don't. In fact, when you see the prophets of old, when God used the prophets of old, they would come from nowhere, and God would raise them up. He would just raise them up out of nowhere. You'd be like, where did this guy come from? There's no history of him. Only thing you know, he's there. And whatever he says, you better obey him. Because woe unto the man when the prophet opened his mouth and told you to do something, and you didn't do it, you're in trouble. God wouldn't do it. When he lay his hand on you, anything God lay his hand on, he put a deposit into it or her. And it's something that he put inside it. He looks for a return. He's always looking for ways to utilize his people. I get excited when I see a woman of God raising up, a man of God being raised up in the spiritual realm. Before people see the outward part of God elevating you, they will see the inside of God elevating you. Your anointing, the anointing is not. You can't put it in a box, folks. 
It's hard to say it. You can't put it in a box. It's so strong. It's like TNT. It's dynamite. It always finds a way to keep coming back up to the top. You can't leave it behind. You can't step over it. It's coming. And what God put in you, the substance that he got in you, ain't no devil in hell to stop it. But you can procrastinate it. You can hold things up. But when you start walking with him, and the more you seek his face, how do you get to a place where you're walking with God? Folks, let me tell you something. When you make up your mind that you want to learn of God's ways, you begin to meet him in the morning, early in the morning. Start off praying five minutes a day. I bet you it'll lead to ten minutes a day, and then it'll go to 15 minutes a day, and then it will grow to 20 minutes a day. Before long, you'll be praying for a half an hour every morning, and then you'll find yourself praying for an hour. The older folks used to say, if you don't pray, you ain't going to stay. If you don't fast, you ain't going to last. Listen, the key is your personal time with God. And then the Lord going to start giving you ideals. That pushes us to Proverbs 8.12. The Bible in Proverbs 8.12 says, I wisdom dwell with prudence and to give you the mind of the witty invention. He begins to birth vision inside of you. That's what he's doing. He's giving you a vision. The word of God said without a vision, the people perish. Do you have a vision for what God wants to do with you personally? What is it that he's calling to you to do personally? Is it gifts that is inside of you that is just laying doormat because you're scared what somebody else is going to say? Or has someone told you right now we don't need this? So we thank you for the ideal, but we're not going to use that here go back to God, and you say, Lord, I know you put this in my spirit. Continue to pray on that thing, and maybe God will have you to use that thing in the community. You got to find out what God wants to use it for. The Bible says every good and perfect gift comes from above. There are things and times when the Lord will just have it to the place that he can use you. He has not forgotten we mentioned earlier that God is not a respectable person, but he's a respectable principal. If there's anyone else who would like to call in and say anything, please do. Just put star eight. Come on in and share something with us. We want to hear from you. We want to hear your opinion. We're dealing with the five wise virgins from Matthew 25, verse 1 to 13. In the five foolish verses, what do that say to you? What do well, you get out of that? Yes. Well, Minister Calvin Myers, again, you have another caller. You're live you know on Sound City Radio. Welcome to church. Praise the Lord, uh, Minister Calvin. Hey, Cass. What's up, doctor? Hey, praise the Lord, brother. I just had to do a few things, man, but I was listening in. Uh, and, man, I have truly been blessed by a lot of things that the Lord has instilled and imparted in your heart and that you're sharing over the airwaves. Uh, brother, this here subject about the, the five wise virgins and the foolish virgins, 
you know, as I was listening to you speak, you know, when you talk about walking, uh, you know, walking with God, uh, walking is a verb and is continual. Uh, and, and these are the things that uh, the Lord, we, we know uh, the things that God have told us to do. He told us to love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, soul, mind. Uh, so this here has to be a full commitment. You know, Jesus talked about counting the cost, you know, uh, laying a solid foundation. Uh, and then we, if you don't finish what you're doing, you'll be mocked. But I want to look, uh, take a position. I want to take a position uh, on the spot. Hello? No, no, that, no that, that, that's good stuff. I'm sorry. I was just saying, wow. Nah, <laughs> go ahead, brother. Go ahead. Yes, but I just want to look at it in, in, uh, in a sense of uh, when you say when you come into yourself, when you realize God knows how to bring us to this place, Paul told us in uh, uh, Philippians, I think it's 3.15, when he said, you know, be as we are perfect, complete. And if you're not, God will reveal this unto you. Uh, so wow. we do serve a God that is a keeper. We serve a God who knows uh, our strength and knows our weaknesses. And we serve a God who's about fruit, bearing fruit. He's about being productive. He's about a moving forward God. And uh, and God knows how to bring us if we just continuously press and not to give up. That's why it's so important. And I, I look at the aspect of the wise virgin, virgins and the foolish virgins uh, in the aspect of who you hanging with, who you hanging with in the church. Uh, wow. You got two different groups. You got ten, but you got five, and you have five. Uh, you have yeah. five who, who knows, look, we serve the Lord with all our heart, mind, and soul, and is encouraging uh, to the ones that's in that circle. And in the other circle, you may have, instead of following the word of God, they got their minds or they got their eyes on one another, uh, such as, well, I go to church three times uh, or uh, two times a month, and, and he only go one time a month, so I'm not doing bad. We're comparing ourselves with one another. But what we're doing is we're falling short. Remember, God made us in his image and his likeness. The bar has been set high from the very beginning. But man tends to lose sight on uh, the word of God and then the people of God. Who do you have your mind on? Here's a, a verse in uh, Proverbs chapter 13, verse 20. It says, he that walketh with wise men shall be wise. But yes. A companion of fools shall be destroyed. And so, uh, once again, if, you, if we take that as far as an everyday walk, because that's what this walk is. It's not, it's not to the swift. It's just an enduring faith. And the pastor was preaching a message that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word yeah. of God. But the point is, it continuously comes. If we continuously, and it's not compared to one another, even though we do have anointed preachers, we have uh, uh, anointed uh, members of the church uh, who are on fire for the Lord. That's good as an example, but we can't lose sight of who set the example, which is Jesus Christ and through his word. And so we must continuously, if we want that oil in our lamp to continue to burn, uh, we have to continue to stay in the word of God. Uh, because the word is what stirs us up. And the word says, if it's not mixed with faith, it profits us nothing. But if we continuously feed ourselves in the word of God, and I heard you saying about prayer, we may start off with five minutes, and that's going to grow to ten minutes, and that's going to grow 
to 15 minutes. The point is, it's progressive. And that's the difference because we don't know when Christ is going to come. But the point is, if we continue to do the things that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty through God for pulling down of the strongholds. So if we just continue in the things of God, we will continue to grow. And as we grow, we'll become stronger. And the embers of our heart will be stirred up even more so. And you'll be on fire. And it's a sense of overflow. Uh, it's something about how you just pour yourself in the word. And it's, it's such an overflow that you want to share. You can't hold it in. It's like Jeremiah. It was like fire shut up, burning fire, burning fire shut up in my bones. And you just can't keep it to yourself. But we can't let that that wick, we can't let that light go out. We have to continuously press, continue to surround ourselves with men and women of God who are who are just overwhelmed and strong in the word, strong in uh, being on fire for God, and that lamp will continue to burn. Wow. Wow. That, that, that is some great stuff, Kev. I, I remember growing up in West Philly, and y'all, that's my friend Kevin. That is, uh, he's a police officer, narcotic. God has blessed this man of God. He's got so much word in him, man. I, so many men and women of God that I just I appreciate all of you that's out there. And I got friends who out of state that I appreciate all of you, men and women, females, male and friend. I got so many friends. I have friends who came out of homosexuality that's females who uh, love the Lord is on fire for God. Man, I'm telling you, they are on fire for God. They always got a seasoned word, and God is using them to speak into the other gays' life and bring them back to the light. This is an awesome move that my ears hear and what God is doing. You don't know whose lives you are impacting. That's why you never sit on the seat of do nothing. And whistle to the tune of KLS. You can't sit around and criticize other people and you're not doing anything with what God has given you. So when I, I get excited, forgive me, I remember growing up in West Philly. Let me tell you about West Philly. The most greatest talent in the world. Philadelphia, period. I've seen athletes who can play basketball, play football, who should have made it to the NFL. The potential was there, great potential, but they never done nothing with it. They right in West Philly. Folks, let me tell you something. The thing that hurts my heart when I see people that have great potential and don't do a doggone thing with it, that is scary. I'm reminded of the servant that took his one talent and buried it. You see, the more you use what you have, God is going to show you that it's not just one talent, but that one talent, God don't need ten talents, that one talent that God gave you that should not be taken away from you, that one thing that you have chosen, God will use that as a nugget and let it shine all over the world. You can be one that's a great impact to other people's lives, one who can encourage other people. Barnabas had a gift. To encourage others. Him and Paul, listen, there are things that God can do in your life. Do you really understand who you are? 
one, I love one part when God said to uh, Elijah said to the people of God, how long will you halt between two opinions? If God be God, serve him. If Baal be God, then serve Baal. Man, let me tell you something. God is awesome. God, listen to this, folks. When he's about to show up, you don't know who he's going to use, who he's going to use to show out. But you know he's coming. But you don't know how he's going to do it. But when he do it, it is marvelous in our eyes. It's marvelous in our eyes. Don't look at you're not on the inside party. You've been rejected. People don't like you. Don't, don't, listen, don't be distracted by those things. That one word, distraction, has stopped a lot of people from reaching their purpose. Don't let it be you. They talking about you. One thing that my, my buddy Aaron, uh, Deborah A., I call him, he said to me about he's in the book of Judges, and God is telling him about the God named Jethro, but his mother was a harlot. So his brothers rejected him because his mother was a harlot. And they, they, they just didn't like him, so he was rejected, but he was the one who would deliver Israel and judges. I understand we got another caller on the line. Caller. Oh, yeah, yeah. I didn't, I didn't, I, boy, <laughs> I didn't even know how to break that up. Because, as a matter of fact, Kel, what's going on, brother? You are, man, all of y'all. Everybody, you know what? I ain't got nothing to say. You're live on the radio. Welcome to church. You're live. Who are we speaking to? Hello. Hello. Hello? Yes, sir. Can you hear me? Yes, we can. Zella Brown again, man. Hey, what's up, boy? Hey, Doc. <laughs> Listen, I want to say this. When you deal with the five wise and you deal with the five fooders version, there's two things you have to tune into. You have to look at, number one, the oil. And number two, you've got to come to an understanding that they all was virgins. Always yeah. remember that they, they were virgins. They were five wise and there was five foolish virgins. They was virgins. But the difference between them was they did not have all things in common. Five function, five function in the church realm while the other function in the kingdom realm. There was a big difference. And, and, and this is what's going on uh, in the church today, from the pulpit uh, to the ushers, to the choir stands, to everything that's functioning in the body of Christ. That's supposed to, whatever we do, we're supposed to be anointed and function through the anointing and doing because we're doing kingdom work. We're doing a spiritual work. But there's a lot of people that's trying to do a spiritual work in the natural realm through their gifts, just through their talents. Gifts and talents is okay but it got to be mixed with anointing because it's only the anointing that destroys, that all is so important, important in a believer's life. Uh, a, a believer cannot be effective if he don't, don't have that oil, if he don't have that oil. Uh, 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 Jesus, for the Spirit of the Lord is upon me, and God has anointed me to preach this here gospel. And, and, and he opened up the prison to them that was your body. You cannot do these things. You can't cast out devil. You can, it's a lot of things you need that oil. 
you need that anointing. You've got to be in touch with the power and the anointing of God to be effective in this earth realm. Now, one thing about the other four, the five foolish version, procrastination is a thief of time. You, you, you have to understand that. You have to understand there's a lot of people that's in the church. They they, 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 they they be around the anointing. They see the anointing, praise God, but they really don't want it because there was a cause. There was a cause. There was a cause. Uh, do you have to pay for it? No, it'll cost you something. You have to give up stuff. You have to give us stuff to walk this life. You, in order to live a sanctified life and a consecrated life, praise God, and, 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 and a committed life to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, uh, uh, some things you just got to give up. You can't handle, touch not, taste not the unclean thing. Come out from among them. Be separated, said the Lord thy God. It, it's, it, it's things that we have. We got to commit ourselves to prayer, consecration, uh, for that anointing and power of God to increase in our lives. These kinds come out through fasting and praying. Now, the, 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 the point that I'm trying to make is there are so many believers that's in the church. Remember, they were all virgins now, but they didn't have all things in common. You know there wow. are so many people in the church. They're in love with the church, but they're not in love with the God of the church. They got a commitment wow. and a relationship with the church and the pastor but they don't have a commitment with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. They talk wow. to people in the church in the path more than they talk in prayer to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He is the fullness of our life because he gives us the fullness of joy. Once we're committed to him uh, 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 and we walk in him, the more that all and that aroma in our life, for God, people smell it. People, people know that you got it. You can walk in the mall. You can walk in the store. And people say, I don't know you, but can you pray for me? That's that anointing they smell. That's that anointing they see on, on your life. These five foolish virgins, they hung around the church, but they didn't hang with the God of the church. <laughs> My heart goes out. I, I cry because there's a lot of people in the church that's been around the church 30, 40, 50, 60 years. And never experience that true anointing that the Holy Ghost has for them. That's all I want to say. Don't don't be like the foolish. Going to church every Sunday, going to Bible study, uh, doing it, but but don't be partakers of the word. They hear in the word, but they don't apply it to their lives so they can see the glory of God, so they can walk into their prophetic destiny. Uh, 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 they hears of the word, and they, they're not doers of the word. They shout over the word. These they, they foolish virgins, they shout over the word. The preacher made them happy, but when they go out, they're not productive. They're not, they're not effective in the earth realm. They don't, they, 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 there is no Roma there. And that's, that's sad. You have so many foolish virgins today. Don't get it twisted. There are so many foolish virgins. Yet they were virgins. Yet they went to church. Oh, they hung around the churches. A whole lot of foolish virgins out today. But they don't have no relationship, man. And that's a sad thing. And when he come, we're going to know who had the oil. We gonna, and I want to say this in my closing. Get your own anointing. You don't have to free the oil off of other people's anointing. Get your own anointing. There was some oil that the God got for you. Your God is no respect of person. The gifts in the time that God gave you, pray God, that same Holy Ghost could channel that anointing and use you. I don't care if it's ushering in the church. You could be anointed doing it. 
I don't care if it's passing out, whatever the pastor uh, uh, commit to your hands. I don't care if it's sweeping the church steps or sweeping the church uh, 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 inside the church. You'll be anointed doing it. Function and anointing and function and calling what God has called you to. A lot of people in the church trying to function and ride off other people anointing. We see that going on, even from the pulpit. People trying to preach it like each other, trying to do it like each other, trying to testify, trying to sing like it. Be unique. Our God is so awesome that when he created every person, he did not create us the same. He did not create us the same. And when we get closer to him, that anointing, when we get that anointing, it'll reveal our purpose. I just want to say that, Brother Kevin. Wow, that, that that's some good stuff, man. I appreciate that, Doctor Brown. Yes, Doctor. I'm reminded of the Bible when it says, "For the ways of a man are before the eyes of the Lord, and he ponders all his going." He's observing all of us, and uh, when you see when God dealt with the talent, He gives talent to men. He gives gifts to men. Um, fear is something that will make men withdraw back from moving forward to what God called him to be. And folks, beloved, listen, your gifts are so important to the body of Christ that if you don't show up, other people are affected. Don't ever think that you're not important. What God called you to do, you can do it. He put it in you. It's in you. You can do it. And one thing I've learned about God is the more that you realize you can't do it, but you walk and step by faith, the more he show up stronger and stronger and stronger. You will wax stronger and stronger and stronger as you start doing that thing that God called you to do. By God, he will give you people that you never heard of before, you never met in your life. They are going to come. And they're going to help you build. Folks, I'm telling you, I'm seeing this and I'm hearing this from other people. They stepped into it, and God has met them. He will not fail you nor forsake you. you got to know this. But you will never know who he is unless you step out. People know God. Some people know God by the letter. Some people know God by experience, but there are some that know God by the Spirit. Do you hear me? Some know him by the letter. They know the word of God, up and down. They know words. They know words. Some know him by the experience that God was with them when they went through. But it's others that know God by experience. And it's very few that get to that level to know God by experience. But Jesus said, my sheep know my voice, and the stranger, they will not follow. He gives us the gift of discernment. When you start walking closer with him, he begins to show you things and walk you into places that you never could imagine that he would do. You get what I'm saying? That's just who he is. He's that type of God that wants to, he wants to take you to things and show you things. He's excited about moving you to different places. He gets, I mean, you are his delight. And a lot of us don't realize that God want to do things in your life so bad 
it will blow your mind. And when you start walking in it, he began to tell you, I've been wanting to do this years ago, but you was afraid and you stepped back. I was moving you into this place. Listen, man, he want to do things with you. Sister, he want to do things with you. There is nothing else more important than what God has called you to. It is a honor when God calls his saints to a place in him to walk with him. That is the great honor. And he wants you to be a part of that place that he wants to take you at. Listen, you don't have to be afraid. He's with you. He is with you. He told Joshua, as I was with Moses, even so shall I be with you. I will not fail you nor forsake you. God means that, folks. He wants to be with you. He's not going to fail you. He's not going to forsake you. So when we dealt with this five wise version, the five ten version, we wanted everybody to get a clear understanding of who they were, how they misguided, what God called them to do. If there's anyone else you would like to add to that, Campbell, you still there, sir? If anyone like to add to it, or share. Aaron or Kev or whoever may still be there. I don't know who's all on the line. Just push star eight and come on in. But I just want to let you guys know that he wants you to be among the wise. He don't want us to be a sleeping giant as a church. He wants us to be moving into the things of God. Because it's something when you're walking in the power of God, y'all, you can feel it going on. It just moves through you. You can feel it all in you. It gives you the boldness. It gives you the confidence. It gives you the courage. It gives you the insight. He wants to be in you and flow through you. He wants to use you in this time. And when God uses a man or woman, it's not always like on a pulpit setting. It's everywhere, y'all. Listen, social media has changed everything. Everything. I'm telling you, it's crazy the way God can move and use anybody at this time. But I love it when God says, in the last days, I'm going to pour out my spirit upon all flesh. All flesh. Folks, don't live your life just finding out what you can do to serve others. Find out what God got for you to do. Somebody want to say something? Yes, praise the Lord. Uh, I, I just like to encourage uh, some of the listeners out here who may hear what you're talking about and what some of the guests have uh, have tuned in uh, to, to impart what the Lord laid on a heart. Uh, but that includes them as well. Even though they're not experiencing uh, that overflow or that, that fresh anointing, that God is not going to leave them out. Uh, there's a transition from the natural man to the spiritual man. Some folks are still operating in the natural man who maybe Big Mama brought him to church, and so was under obligation, uh, but they still have not forsaken all uh, for God. And but the thing is, is that God have chosen the foolish things to confound the wise. It doesn't make sense. At one time in my life, uh, I would never think that when the word says that his word and his wisdom is more precious than gold, yes, fine gold, and sweeter than honey, 
I never thought that I would actually experience that. But God had to bring me to a place that those, those things that I thought I had the Midas touch turned into ashes. And I thank God for it. Uh, but the point is, is that at any hour, we can begin to walk into things uh, that God would have us to do. Uh, and just let go and let God. I mean, you know, we, we use that phrase, but it's the truth. Let go of those things in the world straddle on the fence. And that's why we're not experiencing that full anointing uh, because we want to be a partaker at God's table and uh, the devil's table at the same time. Uh, this here, the word of God is radically God. <laughs> the word of God is radically God. In other words, God does not want us to have our hands in both cups. He wants us to forsake those things of the world. The word tells us if we are friendship uh, we are friendships with the world. We are enemies with God. We have to realize that God don't want us to be lukewarmers or indifferent. He wants us to be on fire for him. And to whom much is given, much is required. As we begin to forsake those other things and begin, even if we don't understand them, even if we don't understand the full, uh, the full blessing of prayer, just begin to talk to God. We just got to take that one step. They say, uh, the journey of a thousand miles begins with one step. Begin to just start off with just a, in a prayer life is nothing but a conversation with God, just talking to God, just thanking him that I'm able to put one foot in front of the other, thanking God that I'm able to breathe on my own. I don't need that oxygen tank. Thanking God that he has made a, put a roof over my head and some food on my table. Uh, keep it simple. Uh, and then as we begin to walk in the things of God, We'll feel that, that fresh anointing coming upon us. We'll feel that rest to our soul where we're no longer chasing the world. And we'll continue. If you have ex begin to experience God, you're not going to want to stop there. You want to get more and more. But we first got to let go of the things that beset us with God. We got to let those things go. Sometimes we got to let people go. Uh, the minister has talked about uh, uh, talking about, uh, forsaking some things and the anointing and coming from the church and kingdom. We got to keep our mind off of so-called church folks, what we believe this walk is. God want us on fire. And as we just begin to take one step a day, you talked about the prayer, five, 10, 15 minutes. Before you know it, you, you're, you may be praying for a half hour or, or a whole hour. But the thing is, is that there's no wasted time in seeking the Lord. No wasted time. This is just nothing. It's, it's blessings. It's the fresh anointing. It's growing. And it's also stepping out of the world where a lot of trouble comes. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Now, I got to admit, you do have another caller that has already been unmuted. This is one heck of a show. Wow. Let's go. Hello, Kelly. You're live on the radio. Hi, this is Kelly. Uh, good evening to everyone. Hi, Kelly. Um, hi, um, Minister Myers. I'm I'm listening. I'm so and so energized just listening into this call tonight. And I just want to say, um, you mentioned, or someone on the line mentioned, you know, talking to the youth and just you know walking and talking with them. And I think it's important. That's very important to kind of you know, give them the opportunity or teach them or make them aware that they can tap into their purpose, even as young people. 
um, so that they can start to, you know, follow God and, you know, just see what he, he's put into them because he gave us all something. Um, and like you said, a lot of people don't follow their potential. So I think it's good to, you know, talk to the youth. They have a lot of information, a lot of intelligence, you know, but they also have to learn how to tap into their their purpose. So I just want to say thank you for the energy because um, I definitely strayed away from the church and for for a lot of the, the reasons, you know, the politics in church, sometimes, you know, you feel judged, you feel criticized, and I feel very energized to return and, you know, to seek out, you know, more of what God wants from me. So I, I appreciate this 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 topic tonight. Oh, wow, that's a blessing, Kelly. Um, one of the things, we appreciate you. One of the things while you were saying that that came back to my mind was when God was calling people when they were young. Um, and even at time before they were born, he, he called them. Um, you find it all the way back. Before Isaac was born, God told he promised him an heir, a son. And Isaac, which name means laughter, he grew up to be a mighty man of God. Um, as God began to use him, he would have twins, Esau and Jacob. They were two brothers battling in the womb of their mother. And when they didn't, Isaac didn't know what was going on, the Lord told him there are two nations. They fighting against each other. They both got a purpose. Again, it's the five wise, the five foolish. When we look at these two babies, twins, one was red and hairy. The other one was a regular, ordinary man. One was a man of the field, hunter, Esau. The other one was a mama's boy, stayed in here and loved mama's cooking. One took his birthright lightly. The other one took it very seriously. So when the time came that they became of age and one was to get married, just like the five wives, the five foolish, one married a Gentile woman. And the Bible said this thing displeased the mother and the father because he was the oldest Esau. He married a Gentile woman, and that bothered them because the Jewish custom is you don't marry outside the Jewish custom. Because the Messiah had to come down through that race line. And when he did that, it bothered the mother and father. But one day he came in the house and he was hungry. And we know the story. He asked for some of that pork and beans, for better words. And man, when he asked for that, that polish and he wanted that food, Jacob said, sell me your birthright. Esau said, my birthright, yeah. He said, I'm at the point of death. What good is this birthright going to give me? Sleeping giant. When he made him swear and he told him his birthright, when the time came for it to be given, he did not get it. Folks, let me tell you something. Your birthright is all you got. God uses people when they was young. Samuel was a little boy. And in the book of 1 Samuel, it says Samuel did not know the way of the Lord, nor was the Lord revealed unto him at that point. But God called to Samuel. He said, Samuel, now mind you, Eli's son was the heir to be next in line as the priest. 
of God was calling Samuel. Samuel, five wise, five foolish. You've seen it all throughout the Bible. And he didn't know who was calling him. He ran into Eli. Did you call me Eli? He am I. He said, I didn't call you, son. Go back and lay down. Then he realized, Eli realized it was the Lord calling Samuel at a young age. Many of you, God been dealing with you since you've been younger, calling you, pulling on you, trying to get you to walk in your purpose, and you've been running. Don't run from God. Exercise your gift because he needs you to step up. And when Samuel got to the point that he stepped up, he led the people to Mizpah, Watchtower, a place that the people of God need to go to because they went through a period where Ichabod set in. This is the danger of being asleep and dying. Ichabod can set in. Lukewarmness. You're dying. Ichabod means the glory of God has departed. Mind you, the glory of God. I don't want the glory of God to leave my life. I don't want the glory of God to leave my church. I always want to be around the glory of God. And when Ichabod came in, God was not moved. He allowed it to happen. Samuel said, let us go to Mizpah. He led the people back to Mizpah, a watch place, where you could come and pray and repent before God to get the fire back of God. But it was a young man that God pulled on. Another young man is David. He's watching the sheep. He has no idea that the prophet Samuel's in town. He didn't know he was in Bethel. He didn't even know it was a dinner going on. I call it David's inauguration as a king. Nobody invited him. Isn't it amazing how people could have events going on and nobody invite you? And you're the one that God is going to use? They forgot all about David. They left him there watching sheep. While David was watching sheep, God was watching David. And he said, this is a man that I can choose and use. Because the way he care about sheep is the way I care about people. The Lord is the good shepherd. And when he called, they got David up there. Sammy said, the Lord said to Sammy, arise and anoint him. That's the one. Listen, y'all, all of you that's been rejected, overlooked, people think you don't got enough education. You don't look handsome enough. You don't look cute enough. Your mother is a harlot. Whatever they say about you, you don't have enough money to be around us. You're not among the elite. That's good. Take the rejection. Take it. Lick it up. Lick the whole plate of rejection. Because you are the prime one God wants. You see, God can't use people who like to be in cliques. God can't use people like that. He can't. He can't. Because they so conform with the clique to the point where God tells them to step away, they're not going to move. Are you, you telling me to leave my boys, my friends, they ain't going to go nowhere. Because they got to be wanted by people. But it's the people that has been rejected, pushed away, overlooked. Nobody want to hear what they got to say. They stupid. They talk over you. Oh, I don't want to hear what he got to say. He ain't smarter than me. I don't need to listen to him. 
I don't need to listen to her. She ain't cuter than me. She overweight. I don't want to hear what she got to say. She look ugly. I don't want her around me. I just feel funny when she come around. Good. God is near to those who are broken hearted. He cares about you. He's concerned about you. He didn't give up on you because he want to put his spirit in you. And when he raised you up, it's something to behold. And I love it when God raised up his people and send them to other people they never met before. <laughs> you see, sometimes you can be rejected by your own family. That's a good thing, not a bad thing. People say you're the black sheep of the family. Well, David was, too. Every time David showed up, it was a problem with his brother. When David came to kill Goliath, who's watching those sheep? Go back to those sheep. You know what they said about David? We know your pride and your craftiness. Get back there. Brothers, the same thing, sisters, has happened to Joseph. He was not embraced well by his brothers. They did not like Joseph at all. But Joseph wasn't sent to Israel. He was sent to Egypt. Do you hear me? Some of y'all, God is sending y'all other places. Stop trying to fit in. You move to the place where God is sending you at. And when Joseph finally got to Egypt, listen what the scriptures say. And the Lord, it's in Genesis 39 was with Joseph, the Lord. He was with Joseph, not his daddy, not his mama. His mama had died, not his brothers, not his cousin, not his uncle. The Lord was with Joseph. If God is for you, who can be against you? He's with you. Joseph was a reject, but God made him a prosperous man. Only thing he had, Joseph had, a gift to interpret dreams. And that one gift took you straight to the top. Listen, y'all, what is it that's in you? That one thing that should not be taken away from you. You was born with this thing. It's with you. It's easy. It comes naturally for you to do this. You don't have to work to do this. You don't got to go to college to do this. It's in your DNA. It just flows. If anybody want to add on to what Sister Kelly was saying about the youth, how can we inspire the youth, come on in, put Star 8 and say something. Are you still there, my brother Kevin? I love hearing from the people of God because they're so important to me. People are souls, y'all. They are so important. They're beautiful souls. And when God uses souls, he raised them up to enlighten other souls. Let me tell you something, beloved. Y'all would never die. Just remember, you're made in the image and likeness of God. You can never, ever die. You will live forever. So what you do in this hour is so important. A lot of times we look at the superheroes. I love the superheroes. I love their ability, what they can do. But God remind me of Psalm chapter 8. When it says, what is man that you are mindful of him and the son of man that you visit him? You made him a little bit lower than the angels, but yet you crowned him with glory and honor. When I think of the prophet of old, when they say, according to my word, it won't rain for two years. 
when I think of the prophet who make fire come out of heaven, they're like superheroes to me. Power. When I think about the apostle Peter walking by people in his saddle, healing people, folks, these are signs and miracles, gifts that God gave to us. He gave us these ability to help other people. He gave it to you. God gave you that gift. That gift was yours to use. When I think of Stephen in the book of Acts, chapter 6, they said the one who was full of wisdom and of faith and of power and the Holy Ghost, and he did many miracles. Man, this is awesome, y'all. What is it that's in you that has not came forth that God is trying to pull on you? He's been dealing with you since you was a little kid. Kelly talked about the young kids. I love little kids. I love the babies. They are the future, y'all. And what we do today and how we're no longer a sleeping giant is going to determine how far those kids go. They need to see us operating in the power of God so they can see. Because whatever they see, they will know the God that we serve. Because he's sure enough going to use these little kids that's coming up. They are living in a time where everything goes. I know God is going to use them supernaturally. The devil's acting up bad, real bad. I've heard about the kid that I think he was in Chester, that a straight bullet hit him while he was in the house. The tactic in the warfare that has raised up against these kids is incredible. But God is going to do a work in them. He's going to do a work in these kids. I'm going to get ready to bring it in. If anybody else would like to say anything, I'm going to bring it in and close us out in prayer. I thank God for Aaron, Elder Brown, Kevin Keyes, Sister Kelly, all of you, Will, and those of you who are listening in. You guys are a blessing. You are truly a blessing. Today is the bi-weekly where I got to do two radio things tomorrow. I will be back on the radio again with Word of Fire. Um, that pin number is 143914. I believe that's what it is, 143914. That's the pin number. It's called Word of Fire. We're going to be on at 5 p.m., and we're going to do this thing all over again, folks. God is moving, and we're here just to do one thing to encourage you. We love you. I appreciate all my friends who are listening from out of state. They're not saying anything, but they're listening in. I appreciate all of you. You people are awesome. Y'all God's people. And God is going to do a work in all of you in your time. He's going to do a work in your, in your heart, in your mind, in your family. Is there anyone else who'd like to say anything before we close us out in prayer? Anyone else? People, that means you can push star eight right about now because this is one show you ain't never going to forget. I give you chances. Well, look, again, I say <laughs> I am so happy today. Oh, my Lord. Do y'all know what kind of encouragement what are we refreshing? You know what? It just, I remember I went to Valley Force Military Camp a long time ago, and, and, and 
the chaplain used to always say, he used to always say, it's great to be alive. And he had everybody in the congregation say, joy, joy, joy. So sometimes you got to put the joy in your spirit. So, you know, it's great to be alive. Then never just remember, say, joy, joy, joy. Even if hell is coming at you, because it's going to come. After this, you're going to receive some type of uh, stuff that you ain't going to like. Somebody might say something. Somebody might do something. Somebody might just act like something. I'm just saying. You got to remember, until we become a communist country, which I hope we don't, over here in America, we always got freedom of speech. And right here, you got freedom to grow. But the best thing about life is we got a chance to freedom and learn and know. <laughs> Welcome to Sound City Radio. I ain't going to hold you. I'm just trying to tell you. I always tell people to be real, but be safe. And you sure enough better be ready. Because <laughs> there's a time it's going to come. And we might not like what we see. I'm, I, I look. I've seen some things. I still don't like what I see, but I try to learn to turn the other cheek. And it's so hard. It's so hard. You know, you know, I say it's so hard to say goodbye yesterday. Uh uh-uh. uh. Yesterday's not promising nobody. Especially me, because I'm a problem in a good way. You just, you know, just don't turn me the other way, then you might not see another type of problem. <laughs> Hello. But I'm just saying, you got to know, man. There's something happening. There's something coming. And it's not going to, the Bible already said, it's going to get worse before it get better. Only time it's going to get better when Jesus comes back. But some people don't believe, some people do. But tonight, on All Point Radio, with my boy Mr. On Point, he got something to say because, you know, I'm on that station also. I'll be doing some, got my own little show called Thoroughbreds, and I'll be producing also. And, you know, that's my doc. You know, he's cool. That's my home. And his topic for tonight, what is insecurity? I mean, he's really going to go in. The pin number, same number, dial at number 724-444-7444. And you've got the pin number 143-133-POUND. Then you must enter one pound and start eight to talk. He's definitely going to be talking about Tonight he travels deep into the hearts and minds and souls of our people discussing insecurity. Where does it come from and what feeds it? Now that's deep because everybody gets insecure about something at some time. You might have a, you know, a spouse or a friend or whatever, and they might go somewhere you go, hey, oh, no, can't go that way. Even though you're supposed to be covered with the blood, but you say, hey, something you got to say. You just got to say, hmm. I'm just saying, people, learn to not lead on your own understanding because <laughs> you will get chopped and you will get played if you ain't on point. So don't forget tomorrow night, word of fire, pin number 143-914-POUND. Minister Calvin Myers is back. And I appreciate everybody who called in tonight or even on Internet. And if you have any questions, comments, or even a concern, you can email me at DJ underscore chill at my.com. That's DJ underscore chill at my.com. Now, Elias, they call me Will of God. 
you know, I'm, I'm, I told you I'm a problem in a good way. I'm just, I don't even want to tell you. So, back to Minister Mike. <laughs> Amen. I thank God for will. Folks, I want to close this out in prayer. Here is a prayer that Aaron will pray the blessings of Aaron from the Old Testament because I believe God. It said, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord watch over you and make his face to shine upon you and give you grace. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for every here that listen, everyone that hear underneath the sound of our voice. Thank you for those that listen. Well, you said faith come by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Thank you also for those who have participated and called in that might raise more questions so that we might learn. Whatever, whatever thing was written out of the word you said was written for our learning. So we thank you for Sister Kelly and uh, Officer Kevin and Elder Brown and Aaron and Brother Will and those of the hosts who prayed for us and listened in. And, God, I pray that you will move each and every individual into their purpose place to the purpose that you made them for, that they will reach and connect with those people they need to build up and strengthen, that they might become a pillar in their churches, that they might become a pillar in their community, that they may be a pillar in their homes. God, move by your spirit, God. In the name of Jesus, do a new thing. Let the fire of God burn within us, Lord, in our heart like never before. Make us so on fire that we're in love with you, God. God, move us and position us in heavenly places with you. We thank you for all what you've done and what you're going to do. Thank you for the power of God. Thank you for the anointing that destroys the yoke. Thank you for all that you've said and what you've done in our lives and what you are going to do. God, you've got great expectations for us, and we give you all the praise, the glory, and the honor. In Jesus' name, amen. We love you, people of God. God bless you. And tomorrow I will be back on again. Pin number is 143914. Word of fire, 5 p.m. to 7. Tune in and hear what God got for you tomorrow. We're going to bring it again to you again tomorrow underneath Word of Fire. God bless you, and we'll see you next week or tomorrow night also. Grace and peace. Bye.
You can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> 